Thanks, as always, for listening. This is the second in our two-part series wherein we talk about canon characters and how you can use them alongside player characters, hopefully gracefully. If you want to skip over our introductions and hellos, go to about the 210 mark, and we'll get right into the content. Thanks for listening to Fluff and Crunch, where we talk about the connection and sometimes disconnect between system, setting, and story in tabletop RPGs. We haven't done this in a long time. Good morning, or hello, Chris. Hello. <laughs> that sounded really enthusiastic. Because <laughs> I'm like, if I, can't, I can't talk at the moment. You like, can't talk because you're eating it. hard candies. Yeah. Okay. Well, you just asked me how things have been. Things have been all right. Um, uh, you know, life, work, whatever. Um, our Pathfinder, uh, well, not Pathfinder. I keep defaulting to Pathfinder. Our Kingmaker via uh, Castles and Crusades is proceeding. We just did our we did our second session last week, and um, and it's going well. I mean, all of us are still settling into Castles and Crusades as a system. How about you? As you finish chewing, uh, yeah. I mean, I still haven't. We're supposedly we're all meeting this week, but. Kind of, I just didn't, I didn't, I knew I wasn't gonna have time to do stuff. Their problem is like, we were meant to be playing this icon role-playing game and, mm -hmm. you know, like I read up on it and printed all the stuff and we looked at making characters. It was what, it was like September. It was over a month ago. We didn't meet at all in the whole of October. Yeah. So I, I can't remember the rules. Um, I kind of evade, you know, if I looked at the stuff, maybe I could remember what characters, things they picked, but we'd like, I'd picked it. We still had to make them finally. I couldn't even remember where I'd put the stuff I'd printed. It's like, I know I printed the stuff. And then anyway, and, but let's go ahead. And, and this is the second, uh, this is the second of a two-part series on use of canon characters. And you were insistent on breaking this into two episodes. And I think the more I thought about it, the more I, I agree with your reasoning. So why don't you go ahead and cue this up uh, and, um, and give us our first, like the focal point that you, that you wanted to start with. You had a point. Yeah, I, mean, I, 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 I just, as I was just, either as I just got in or out of the shower one or the other, not while I was in the shower. Um, I was suddenly, thought, oh, I want to, I want to talk about Conan because I thought of an analogy. So Conan's, you know, the main character in the whole Conan universe is really Conan. Yes, there are other characters, but most it's people Conan. aren't like hardcore Conan readers. So they're not going to know, like everyone's heard of Conan. No one's heard of the other characters in it. Yeah. Like Bellet and others. Yeah. Yeah. People like whatever, you know, you could kill them off and like no one would care because they think they were an NPC anyway. So it's not really an issue. Um, obviously, people have heard of Conan, but and a good analogy, I thought Conan, unless you're actually going to have like you're going to play Conan and as Conan as the character, you got all the stats. Yeah. Conan is crazy overpowered compared to everybody else. So like, although he said, like, oh, in things like 2D20, there isn't a quite a, there isn't a massive power disparity. Conan probably does have a huge power disparity. Like he'll have amazing stats. But the analogy I thought of and think what I would do if I had Conan turn up um, is have you ever seen any of the Expendables films? No good because then this works better um so you are you aware of the expendables films at all? Yeah. You know, no like, i I, I know what the i know what the franchise is i have a very very vague sense of the gist of the franchise but i've never seen any of the movies so in in the second expendables film like sliced alone's there with some of his other like old action hero people mm -hmm. um but they're like they're under fire and they can't get out and there's been a point earlier in the film where they've like are we, are we bringing the wolf on this mission oh the wolf's busy 
Oh, okay. You're like, who's the wolf? You don't got a clue. Anyway, so they're sitting there and they're completely under fire and they're all going to die. And then suddenly, like some guy in the background just gets killed. And then another guy gets killed. And then the distance, you basically see Chuck Norris. And Chuck Norris turns up and he just, it, there's like 20 bad guys and he just kills them all one by blowing yeah. this guy up. He like, you know, karate chops this other guy, shoots this other guy and he just takes out all of them. And they're like, oh, it's the wolf. The wolf's come to save us. And they're like, oh, excellent. Thanks, wolf. And he's like, kind of no problem. He just really, you know, turns off and he just walks off in, into the sunset. That's it. He's not, so the, the whole rest of the film, they could still do with him, but he's just gone. He turned up, he saved the day. And then he just walks. He's not, you know, as in that in that respect, he's not even a character. He's a he's yeah. a a very intense plot twist. That's it. Yeah, and I can imagine doing like that. That's how that's what we'd be good with Conan. Conan, like the yeah. the characters are in a fight that they're really struggling. Conan turns up. He just butchers everyone, and then he kind of goes by Crom, and then he just walks off. And he currently like, oh Conan, could you, Conan, do you, can you stay? No, Conan's not going to. Conan doesn't do autographs. Do yeah, he doesn't do small talk. He's just like he'll just walk off. Or get on his horse and he rides off into the sunset. That, that's interesting and because it'd be amusing for one scene and then yeah. that'd be it. Yeah, you couldn't. You, you, if you use that more than once or twice, yeah, it would be get old and stupid. But for those of you who aren't familiar with two, with Modiphius's uh, Conan RPG, which is now out of print, um, and you you know, yeah, sad. Good luck finding the uh, the the books. That is the physical versions of the books. Um, but if you have any, if you don't, if you don't have any, you're not familiar with them. Each of the Conan the books, which are kind of like world books, there's Conan the Barbarian, Conan the Adventurer, Conan the the Thief, um, Conan the Convenience Store Clerk. I mean, there's all these different. Um, <laughs> I wasn't know, even supposed to be here. Today. Conan the uh, the 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 Feasibility Study Project Manager, whatever. Um, <laughs> each of those Conan the books focuses on a different call it like strain of Howard's literature where, you know, Conan, Howard wrote stories where Conan was primarily a thief or he was a barbarian or he was a pirate or whatever. You remember in all of those books, they stat up Conan as that. So yeah. the, the, the writers statted up Conan as they envisioned him when he was a pirate or when he was primarily a barbarian or a king or whatever. And he's tough. I mean, he's he's pretty darn badass. But the yeah. the difference between Conan and a decently experienced 2D20 character in Conan that would be run by a player is not as great as like your player characters who's fourth level and they run into Elminster in no. No, it's not that disparity's not there but i think you've got a good idea and i will we'll tease this out as we talk about canon characters in fantasy settings and you mentioned um forgotten realms middle earth uh was there another one we wanted to hit on or um, wanted... I, I said dragon lance because it's another okay. to us i'm not super experienced but i think i would just a brief thing to just to show the difference that even within D D city settings there is a value something else there's a world of difference between yeah um dragonlance and say forgotten realms and then something like eberron there's, we can also huge, touch on you know we, they're all dnd settings but there's yeah. massive differences there we can also touch on greyhawk just a bitsy but yes you feel yeah. free <laughs> so actually let's do this let's dispense with middle earth first because yep. then we can bounce around within dnd i mean uh, and, and again, if you didn't listen to the first episode about this, we talked about uh, primarily science fiction, you know, canon characters. How do you use canon characters if they're not going to be player characters? The players aren't going to take up, they're not going to be Han Solo and Leia or Captain Kirk or whatever. How do you or do you have those canon characters show up in your stories alongside 
player characters. I think Middle Earth presents some potentially, depending on your players, some great opportunities, but personally for me, far more pitfalls and problems. I I think it's even harder than Star Wars. I think like, you know, Star Wars has this clear time period of where we know what's going on and we know kind mm. of who's where. And we have this 20 year period. And then we have another pit thing of where we know what's going on then. And we have this sort of 20 year gap in the middle where at least stuff's going on. Yeah. Whereas in Lord of the Rings, you kind of have, you have the Hobbit, but the Hobbit is really a story of like one, I know in the films, they added all this other stuff in, but in the book, it's really like the journey of like a bunch of dwarves and one Hobbit, Gandalf turns up or not. And they go on this journey and they get there. Then there's a fight. Yeah. And that's it. And then nothing happens for you said it's close to a hundred years. I, I think I can't remember. It's 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 more like a hundred years than it is fifty anyway. It's a very long time. Yeah. And then the War of the Ring happens. But again, the War of the Ring takes place over uh, I want to say months, weeks. It's it's not more than that. I'm not sure. You know, e That's... even the Star Wars trilogy at least takes a place over I mean, like like three or four years. There's yeah. this like big gap. The, between... the original three. Yeah. There's always like the original virtually all the Star Wars role playing games say you set it after a new hope, after the destruction of the first Death Star and before um Empire Strikes Back. Right. You can't even do that in the Lord of the Rings. Once once like Bill not Bilbo, once Frodo leaves the Shire, that ball's rolling. Yeah. And you can't really interfere in that. Anything you do just completely derails. The, so when, you know, yeah. the war of the ring is really this thing happens and then the ball starts rolling and then it finishes at this point. There isn't much interplay and things you can do within that. I think, and I think what you're getting at here, what I'm hearing is some of the characters in Lord of the Rings, some of the canon characters by invoking them and ha and especially if you have like a few of them, you are virtually demanding a certain set of story and plot issues like gandalf shows up in the shire and frodo is there if you're going unless you want to play fast and loose loose and stomp all over tolkien's stories once you it's like once you pull the pin on those grenades you're kind of stuck yeah. uh, and and for me it's like lord of the rings is great because of the story that it tells yeah. it's not the setting it's no, the I mean, story the and so once, are quite you, cool, but the once you start are telling that. that story, yeah, you, you yeah. box yourself in. I think some of the characters are interesting, but the characters only really exist within that story. I mean, like the hobbits are all, they're just in the Shire. They're not doing anything. Right. And they're not going to do anything. Um, Aragorn, a Aragorn handful of them. you can play with Arag Aragorn's doing stuff beforehand. Gandalf can always turn up, but, you know, yeah. Gimli is in one place for everything before that. Legolas is basically in one place for everything before so you can't really interact with those characters. Like you can have Gandalf turn up because, you know, most people, you do, oh, you set it between The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings. But I mean, who's the character? You can go to Rivendell and meet Elrond. Big deal. It, it's, um, it's, I think you're right. Is it Lord of the Rings is because of the sequence and the space the chronological space within those stories. I mean, I, it's, it's tough. So yeah, I think Lord of the Rings is is tremendously problematic. And then, you know, you brought up the point, I think as we mentioned it, was it last time? I don't know if we were recording at that point, but the idea of, well, just run it in a different age, like that that absurd Amazon series. What the hell is it then? You know, it's... It, yeah. 
you know, it just feels like you could yep. do more in another and, setting. So, and back to the 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 canon characters, the canon characters are what they are because of where they fit within that story, and the story uses them to to move the plot along. So once you start interacting with them, it's like you get sucked in. It's like you get like sucked into a river and and you're just now you're going unless you want to divert the thing and then it then my question is i mean maybe you and your group of, of players are like we don't have a problem completely changing the story of middle earth i'm not going to do that so i'm satisfied with me personally i think you just you just hit it on the head middle earth is a story that people have turned into a game and that all of fantasy role playing is highly informed by and inspired by but I actually don't think because of what it it is. I don't really, I don't, I don't think it it works very well. It's just yeah, it's there. Nah. It, it exists as a backdrop for that story, and there's a difference between that and what we can transition to all the different D and D worlds, starting with Greyhawk, with what including exception? obviously what. Let's go with Greyhawk. You said Greyhawk, so yeah, so okay. The D and D settings were created to play in. Correct. So mostly, because we have one big exception, they don't have stories. No, no, and you know what? The, I think the huge difference between them and um, and Middle Earth, and I won't mention Middle Earth anymore. If I do, yell at me. Um, is that like Forgotten Realms has lots of stories that take place in it, but they yeah. still use Forgotten Realms as a backdrop. Yes. Like Middle Earth without the story of the Lord of the Rings is nothing. Yeah, basically. You know? So, okay, Greyhawk. Um, Greyhawk's the first, you know, it's recognized as the first uh, world. It was built, it was not built deliberately. It wasn't like Forgotten Realms that Ed Greenwood like constructed and then sold for a pittance to TSR in the 80s. And it wasn't like Eberron in the early aughts. It wasn't like Dragonlance, which came from a story but was written for the purpose of being so tightly integrated with D&D. Um, I think it's interesting that there are so many, like the whole issue of, back to this, the, the issue of canon characters and what do you do with them. Uh, there are a ton of canon characters from Greyhawk, but they don't, in my experience, at least, they don't really exist as characters. They exist as things that get mentioned. Yeah, and they, they don't, don't kind of like show mostly... up like Drizzt. Like Bigby doesn't show up. Uh, I'm moaning about Drizzt, and then oh, okay, well, he's behind me, so I'm hiding him. So that right, way. right, no, but but think um, about this: like Drizzt is this major character in the realms, and so's Elminster. I don't really know any others because I'm not, I'm not a Forgotten Realms fan. But like Bigby doesn't Tensor doesn't show up. I mean, most of these guys, they're like arch mages, aren't they? They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Spells named after them. Right. They have spells named after them. And so they, 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 they're part of the tapestry of like the vibe and the lore of the world. But nobody, I mean, I'm sure people have done this. I'm certain Bigby has shown up and slapped people around with his hand um, <laughs> in someone's adventure somewhere. But it's not like, um, it's not like Drizzt. It's not like, so it, the weird thing with, with, um, the Greyhawk big name characters is you can use them, but you use them as an idea. Bigby yeah. doesn't walk through the door. Tensor doesn't float through the door on his disc. So they're less, Greyhawk is, I think, far less of an issue. Of a, it doesn't present those, those challenges. 
no, I think Greyhawk's much easier. And I think of a similar thing, it would be like Eberron, Dark Sun. Those are good well, examples. Where Eberron, there's, there's like, a Eberron, Eberron has a handful of canon characters. Like if you go back to the 3.5 ECS book, there are only a handful of canon characters. And aside from the Lord of Blades, none of them are they're not presented to be like uber characters like what is it king boronel's like seventh or eighth level yeah, those are like, like that. those are characters that exist in the setting for you to play with yes if your players want to off them that doesn't change the meta plot of the whole no. world no in like fact whole, it would fit with it the whole point of ebron is kind of like the story happened like i don't know five ten years ago when there was this massive war and the big thing blew up and the whole city thing got destroyed and now it's after it's all aftermath so you can do what you want with that and if you mm -hmm. have intrigue and if people get killed that's fine and to some extent you can do that in ravenloft because ravenloft doesn't have stories it presents a bunch of really interesting characters and really you're encouraged to mess with those characters yeah. because the characters invariably with the exception of like the vampire hunter guy most of the other characters are the lords of the various realms so like when i did Car uh, castle or whatever it's called the strad one curse of Strahd they met Strahd a bunch of times because yep. Strahd's the bad guy in that story. Now, at the end, they could have defeated him. Okay, that didn't happen because Strahd convinced one of the players to turn on the other player, which yep. is a much more interesting story. But they could have defeated Strahd um, because it doesn't matter. Defeating Strahd doesn't mean that like all of those Star Wars films we watch don't exist anymore. It, does, it doesn't matter. Um, and that's how I see like Ebron and Greyhawk would be a similar yep. thing. If you want to throw in those characters and the players do something silly, that doesn't matter. The the thing though with your I'll I'll draw a distinction here. You're right about Eberron. The character like King Boronel and and what is it Queen I forget her name of Aranel, not Aranel Ondair. Sorry, the Queen of Ondair. I forgot her name. Um, none of those canon characters uh, aside from the Lord of Blades, who's really tough, are so tough that a reasonably experienced um, uh, party of player characters could not threaten them. Like if you wanted to play a, a bunch of characters from Karnath who decide that they've been hired, like you, you, they get hired to go kidnap King Boronel and they have to beat up Boronel and his Warforged bodyguard, like that's doable. But you're not going to do that if someone decided to stat up Bigby or Tensor <laughs> or Mordenkainen, you're, you're not going to do that to them. If, if, if the Greyhawk arch mages, which most of them are, if they exist as characters, as statted characters, they're just as as challenging as Elminster or Drizzt or Han Solo or whatever. They're they're just as as much of a headache, and we have to go back to well, how do you use them gracefully? Now, I'm pretty sure you could kill Han Solo. I've got proof. Do you want me to, do you want me to show you the proof? Of but no, you okay? You could, but think about this, like. Okay, you're not going to kill Drizzt because Drizzt is, is uber badass. If you kill Drizzt, that also does something to, like, the lore of the realms. Yeah, and I think that's Han a Solo is, You can shoot Han Solo yeah. and kill him, but not without destabilizing or unraveling. You have to create then your own canon. So it's like there's a mechanical side to it, but there's also yeah. what weight does this person take up in the story? You're right that the Eberron canon characters are meant to be used and on top of that, they're not so uber duber that you can't do something with them. Yeah, I think 
and that's where Forgotten Realms did because there are there's a lot more books set in Forgotten Realms, and some of them, like Drizzt things, go over hundreds of years. You know, you you have the yeah. original trilogy, uh, well, actually, no, and then they did a prequel trilogy, and then there's some yeah. other things that fit in between, and then there's loads more after that, and then they jumped a hundred years when they went to fourth edition, and he was still around. And in fifth edition, I'm not even sure there's a set time period anymore. No idea. But he's probably still around because he sells books. Um, you could have him turn up. Again, if I was going to have him turn up, I'd do exactly what I said for Conan. I'd have, yeah. I'd have him turn up, kill a bunch of fools, um, and just disappear. Right. And you'd be like, cool, was that Drizzt? <gasps> we don't know. It could just be another dark elf with white hair, two scimitars, and a black panther. So you 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 would use it like that, and it would be this incredibly sparing yeah. thing that would give the players a cool experience if they're they're fans of the realms that like oh our characters interact with them. I think if you strike at the right moment with that, they could make for a really cool story element. It would get old very quickly, but Elminster, well, yeah, Elminster. I think I could you you would use a lot more, but I would use him like dungeon master in um the D cartoon i would have him turn up at the start give some cryptic thing that the players need to do then disappear and then turn up at the end to go oh well done and you'd be like See, i hate character I, I hate characters like that yeah and everyone hated dungeon master as well but that would be the point that he would be the you have got some periods where there are big story like you know that whole storyline where the gods came to the earth yeah and then but it, they kind of like they came to earth they did some stuff for like you know a, a, a few months period and then it was all sorted you know the thing i hear people complain about with with um forgotten realms is the wizard is elminster is the the ripoff of gandalf it's like gandalf dungeon master is what that character seems to be and again it can be like a, a a dm who doesn't want to stay out of the game ends up using it to push the players around or the characters around and that's no fun i've um, i've hardly ever seen like even in the i've read a bunch of the books i've read a bunch of books during second edition but in the second edition like camp in campaign sense he's barely mentioned he's like he's a good dude that lives in shadowdale and can do stuff um i've never used him in a game ever good for you the way i remember him turning up is there was a really well it started as one book um the as your bonds and this character goes into shadow and she's looking for elements and she just meets some dude and they don't call him elminster at the time and it's only after she goes huh that was elminster and actually there he's presented in a really cool way because he kind of turns up doesn't say who he is helps this person out in kind of a cryptic way um it turns out to be really beneficial and he doesn't take any credit or anything and it's like and then like right at the end he turns up and kind of goes oh well you know um oh, i'm glad you did the right thing kind of thing. so he's, i never i never found that annoying but i can imagine if if people played in in games where the dm used him as a proxy uh, for his own desire to yeah, play the game then he would be really really irritating yeah let me ask um, you this aside from your pop-up showy like the Chuck Norris and that, that, cause that would, that, if you did it at the right moment, that would be, it would be cool. It would be funny and potentially would also solve problems by saving your, your, your player characters bacon. Aside from that, and aside from the, having the, the, the very powerful canon character be a patron of the, uh, the group, how else would you, would you use some of these canon, um, fantasy characters from any of the dnd settings i think i think the problem is is that the ones we know in things like forgotten realms they are that powerful we don't yeah. have many lower key less important characters um i think for that we would talk about how they are in star wars where they're not you know they're really capable and you have to watch out how the players treat them but you would have them bump into them and they'd use for an episode and they'd help out but they, you know not chuck norris things obviously um 
but they just be there or there's someone you meet and you get to go oh that was such and so i think the other thing is it depends how familiar your players are with the setting forgotten True. realms is weird because it is a setting and it's a massive setting and i did have a decent amount of you know 2e stuff i had the city system from first edition where it was like a bunch of maps and i had my entire mm. bedroom wall was the map of Waterdeep, um and it was amazing uh and so then i had a bunch of second editions and i had like al Qadim stuff and do you have Chelsea. pictures of that anywhere no i don't because this is you know this is before smartphones or anything and digital there were pictures there. before smartphones i know but like it did maybe know, not in england in a america camera was we had something pictures before a, a smartphones. camera was a thing that your your parents had a camera and <laughs> yeah your yeah parents, so yeah my parents didn't yeah take you borrowed the camera and yeah yeah um so you know you still had to develop film and stuff so I, i've got an uh, idea I, i've got an idea beyond um beyond like so, the, so we'll call it like the chuck norris usage uh, Chuck comes in and just kicks ass because that's what Chuck does. I mean, that, that would be perfect if used well. Yeah. Um, I, I think also it, as your characters, if you're okay, because most fantasy games like mainstream fantasy games are level games. So I'll just use that, that structure as your characters level, as they become more powerful and they become involved in things that are bigger than just like their village, their town, their region, you know, be, you know, maybe that natural, maybe stereotypical progression where they become more powerful and their influence reaches farther. Maybe you use those characters as um, story elements from afar. Mm. Like, and I'm just making this up off the top of my head. Your, your characters are, you know, they, they're involved in the, the, the defense of their realm. Okay. So there's a kingdom or whatever, you know, some, some large polity in which they live. They are now powerful enough to be heroes to defend it against like, you know, the dragon and, and undead hordes and all that kind of stuff. And maybe one of these major characters is in, is doing a similar thing in another realm. And so you use that not so much as they don't show up and interact with your player characters, but they, they, they become part of the story. And then you don't have to worry about the whole idea of them destabilizing a, um, uh, a session enrolling and things like that but it's just like oh you know you, you've got this i don't know like in like dragonlance i i know zip doodle about dragonlance i read the first book so i mean are there characters you you could do that with or, or well, even forgotten realms other this, characters this is where dragonlance i think is really difficult dragonlance to me is also very very similar to lord of the rings there is the war of the lance okay should we and leave that out then no, I think I think it's worth mentioning because it is a okay. D&D setting, but it's a D&D &D setting that comes from this like trilogy of books. Yeah. And then there are very key characters in it, but like the characters, you know, interact with other each other and do things and go on the story and there's a big story. And if at any point you interrupt that story, you ruin the story. Story's gone. Yeah. So maybe you could have your characters do that story instead of them which is what I assume some of the D and like the Dragonlance adventures did. You played through the War of the Lance as your character. Um, or things are happening. There are things where things happen at the same time. So there'd be points where, all right, well, you were at this battle and then you can meet such and such. But it would really feel like the important stuff's happening elsewhere and you're just like watching from afar. You know, um, in a way, in a way that that sounds like Star Wars. It's, it does. It sounds a lot like you, you benefit from using, and maybe this, maybe we're touching on something bigger than just canon characters, but canon story, not yeah. lore, story yeah. and plot. Maybe you, uh, the challenge is in part 
finding a way to fit your player characters into a plot, a canon plot that you don't want to mess with too much because part of the fun of it is we're a part of that too. Our characters are a part of that too, but not in some way that changes the canon to the point where people are like, well, I don't feel like we're really part of it anymore because like, you know, we, we shot Anakin Skywalker when he was a kid and, you know, now there's no Darth Vader and that kind of thing. How do you then fit them in? I have no idea if the whole War of the Lance thing, are there are there gaps of time like between A New Hope and Empire yeah, Strikes so, Back, for example? Unlike unlike New Hope, unlike that, where you have this hand, convenient gap that you can play in that gap. Um, and then also you've got that big gap between the prequels and the original films. So you've got places to play in. War of the Lance. I'm not. I'm not. I I know the original trilogy because I've read some of it, and then I've like watched like read it all in comic form. It's it's pretty contained. There isn't max max periods of gap. Now they did do other stories set after that, so you could kind of go. Actually, well, we're going to set it after the end of the third book, and then there are other books, and yeah. then you probably have got bigger time periods. And okay, not you know some of the characters do die, but a lot of the characters survive, and then they're not stupidly high level characters. So you know, if you go to this place, one of them's running an inn, and this other one's still working as an adventurer. And I think when they're not that high level, you can have them. You know, you can go on an adventure with them. They, someone, you know, needs a, the guy's working by himself and he needs other people. I think one of the biggest things we've not really touched on it, we say it now. One of the biggest things is that what role these canon characters play in your game is how powerful are they? If they're all consuming ridiculously powerful, then they only really work as, like you said, things from afar or quest givers or Chuck or, Norris. Or Chuck Norris. Um, if they're kind of medium power though it's entirely possible that if they're the same level as power as the players yeah then they can join you on an adventure because they're not going to take over the story yeah if they're a little bit more powerful then maybe they should be doing other stuff so like recently the third series of critical role they've repeatedly bumped into character in the first series and there's a i don't know 20 30 year gap there so those character stories are done they don't have to worry about messing up those characters um, poor Matthew Mercer has to then role play everybody else's characters himself, which is awkward. Um, but you know, then they're but they're kind of like they're going to them for help. They're they're in positions of power, so they can mm -hmm. go to them for resources. They're getting advice, you know, teleportation from one place to another, bringing key characters back. They're they're doing the kind of things that just another NPC would do. But right. you get to interact with them, which is cool because they're like, oh, cool, I'm get I'm interacting with my old character. It'd be the same with you know, it's the same thrill of interacting with a canon character. Oh, this is really cool. I'm getting to interact with, you know, Han Solo because he's my favorite character in Star Wars. But this is experienced Han Solo, and you know, he's 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 sending me on a smuggling run. Um, he's I would, help I, I would caution though that even I I think you're right. You're right when if, if you're dealing with comparative power levels, you experience you have a you have a set of unique limitations when the disparity the power when the npc is so much more powerful than the player characters now mechanically you have less of an issue when they're not however story-wise you still have to be careful about like well how how does this character like you know if a if a character that's like of level an NPC is going to say, become part of the, you know, oh, they're gonna be with us for a couple of sessions. And you you play them in a way that um, that's satisfying to everybody. You know, if you, do you the GM shield that NPC from getting killed? 
or you know what I mean? Like losing, a, let's say losing some signature piece of equipment that makes them them in the story. Again, that's where, you know, and I remember that when we spoke last time about this, the idea of distorting the canon. If you distort it past a certain point, then then you're going to lose people or it's not going to feel. So you've still got that challenge. Mechanically, it works, but you still have to consider how um, how to I, use I, them in such a way. That I think it depends that. very much on the you know, the store, like, it's, again, we come back to the same thing. It comes back to the story and the setting. If you're, if you're trying to do so, like, if you do something and, you know, with hand solo, the Millennium Royal, let's, let's go on fancy then. If you do something in, in fancy, um, if Dritz loses his scimitars, he always got a bunch of different swords and scimitars. Who, who cares? He's going to get some other ones. Um, you know, if, if he dies, that's a problem, but you just don't kill him. It's relatively, it's really easy in a D&D game to just not kill people. They just don't die. So that's not really, you know, that's not so much of an issue. Yeah, when, you, when you've got like a particular item, but you just, you know, don't have the enemy attack it, don't have, if the players want to be dicks about it, then you just don't do it again in the future and they've ruined And then it's the players have ruined it. So then it's like, you know, that's the player's fault. And you know, something else too is that if, you're, if you're, your players care about the canon character, maybe they, you know, that, that would create some interesting story and, and gameplay opportunities because if the character like for example eberron king boronel you maybe have to go rescue king boronel because he's uh you know he got kidnapped by the Carns. and um you know what would they what would a player character who's a, a professed you know brellish patriot would they sacrifice themselves for Boronel? Would they, you know, then it becomes, then because the, the, the NPC is not so grossly overpowered that they, you know, they don't, they don't need any, any help. And it would be stupid if you're like, well, Boronel's tied up and he's like a 20th level character and, you know, somehow he can't get away on his own. That seems kind of goofy. That, that then distorts what that NPC is. Um, but that can make for some interesting, interesting play as well. I just think it's hard. I mean, one of the things that makes obvious well, characters make stories interesting. Like there are stories that the plot is really compelling, but I I find personally a story that has a great like idea to it, a plot and a and a, a backdrop and events, you still need at least decent characters. You need I characters do, I, that you give a crap enough yeah, about. 100%. The amount of the amount of TV series I've like stopped watching and me because i had to watch by myself because i've gone like i you know i like the theory of this program but i hate the characters yeah if i don't if i don't like the characters i, right. I can't watch it there needs to be characters that i can yeah. buy into it and i enjoy and i'm like i like that guy um yeah there's a characters floor. That, or Gotta characters that, that you floor. hate you know the character that you love to hate like game of thrones is full of characters that i absolutely just hope die but i'll watch tune in week after week hoping that they will die uh, and invariably, they, they all did. All the really yeah. horrible, despicable characters get offed. So it's yeah. good. You get, you know, they get, they get their comeuppance. Um, but yeah, if you watch something with incredibly bland, boring, or whiny characters, or just characters that just win all the time, um, then it's, you know, it's not as much fun. Yeah. It's, it's better when character. I mean, that's always the issue I have with Superman. I can never be a big fan of Superman because he Super. seems so infallible. Yeah. And I think in the um, comics they try and make him up, but in the, you know in the films he's in the film it was different. Christopher Reeve did a really good job, so you bought into Christopher Reeve. I right. buy into Henry Cavill, but Superman as a character, I just like it's hard to well. Buy and, and again, that's a story. That's not yeah. a, a game that is a collaborative story building 
exercise. I, like I said, I, I my my view on this is I think there are some opportunities. I think that uh, I think that you need to be really clear as a GM on like where your players are, like how much a cannon hawks are they first off? Yeah. Period. Uh, and how willing are they to rewrite things? Where's the limit? Um, and, um, and, and, you know, the other thing too, is I, I think it's really important. I'm, I don't buy into this whole, I think this is a, a as a contemporary and it's, it's reflective of culture now, but that like the characters are always awesome and the character, the player characters are always awesome and be awesome. You're awesome. You're, you're like, it's, it's like, it's like freaking cult of self-esteem. It gets so tiring. And your, your point about like when everything's too easy and there's no sacrifice and there's no risk, it loses, you lose things very quickly. I'm very leery of that. But at the same time, I don't want some like uber duber NPC to come in and shine so brightly that the player characters are like, why the hell are we here? Yeah. Um, so I, I like, like me, go ahead. When you're doing that, it needs to be kind of, you know, the second scene of a bunch of scenes. It shouldn't happen. Definitely shouldn't happen at the end. That shouldn't be your climax. No, nope. it could be your opening scene, but it's the kind of it's, it's a fun scene that you can, like you said, you yep. get away with once. You just can't keep doing well, it. Well, you know, it's like years ago in the 90s. And boy, I don't want to go off on a, a tangent on this. But um, if you listen to especially like rock and metal uh, from the 90s, there's the, the, the recordings are very loud. All the instruments are very loud. There's not a lot of dynamic range inside the music itself. I'm not talking about the volume of the music. I'm talking about the volume of the, the separate instruments relative to one another. And a lot of it sounds like shit because, <laughs> because it, there's no nuance to it. Like yeah. you, you can't have the dark without like the dark and the light, the warm and the cold, the good and the bad, like you need contrast. And, um, if everything is awesome all the time for the character, that, that just gets boring. But I think, again, you, you, you bring in one of these canon NPCs, they shine brightly or darkly if they're evil. And that provides this great stark story contrast. And then they leave because if you yeah. keep them around, it's like loud and it's just, and then it becomes boring because there's no, there's no peak. There, there are no natural peaks and valleys to the plot and the feel. So tread yeah, lightly. Is what I say. Yeah, I definitely think. However, if you play in a in a world with a clearly defined story, that's really hard. If you just play in a world with clearly defined characters, that's still difficult because those characters have got to yeah. act like they do. Otherwise, players give you like, well, that's not what they would do. Well, that's the worst thing a player go. Well, that's not what such and such would do. Like like my a couple of years ago at a game convention here in town. I think I know I've mentioned this before, but I, I had two players get really like i had to calm them down because they started to get really peeved at each, uh, peeved is a nice word at each other over their their very different interpretations of like warp core maintenance and like how to fix the <laughs> how to fix the, the ship's warp core oh that's not how it works i'm like none of it works it's not real but yeah you need people on the same page about that kind of stuff yeah when dealing well, i with think that's the thing if, if you know if you introduce you you need to know how invested your players are in the characters and yeah. how and how well they know them. Yeah. And then you have to kind of have an idea with your players of, do, you know, do they want this even to happen? Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, it's, it's the same as it. We're coming back to this, a similar thing. 
it, it is about the story and the system and the setting, but it's also about a conversation with your players. If you just don't talk to your players and just throw a bunch of stuff and, you know, some players might not mind it if, a, if an NPC derails. Because in the end, they, a lot of the stuff we said isn't just about canon characters. It's also about NPCs. You can just have yeah. some GNPC turn up and do all of this stuff. Yeah. Um, you could create so, that in your own setting. Exactly. It, it, and not even not even do it deliberately. Like, oh, I'm going to create, I'm going to create like, you know, Billminster. And and that's my super mage or whatever, big meister. Um, oh, that sounds like some like race car driver. Whatever. Anyway, yeah. I mean, I've had a lot of when we play a lot of role playing games. I I have like GMPCs because we only have two players. Yeah. So I have someone else. So then now it's a party of three, and I can either fill in a gap or it just makes you know in a yeah. in a five E type thing, it makes the action economy work a bit better yeah, and does. all this kind of stuff, you know. But then I I'll do things so they disappear and think it's the hacker who stays in the van. Yeah, because they haven't got the hackers. They're not getting involved in They're not doing the talking. They're not doing the important stuff or the fighting. But if they need hacking doing that, they're in the van. Um, you know, when I did the Strad and I had uh, my character was like a mute person. It, it was an extra. They, they didn't do any talking because they couldn't talk. But in combat, it gave him an extra body. So it right. was it was, you know, all of those kind of things. Um, yeah. You know, I see here. I, I see here and I'll I'll, I'll close with this because. I, I I feel my my tendency to go on like wild tangents growing, and so I'm going to resist. But I, I see in this you have great opportunities in using an established setting, whether that's a setting based in literature that's been gamified or one that was built to be a setting. So, and I'll just use the word canon to mean something that someone else wrote, yeah, and is available to anyone who wants to buy the stuff. There are great opportunities in using canon because of shared understanding and because it takes a lot of weight off you as a GM. There are also pitfalls. Yeah. We just talked about them and it's, you're right. Actually, it's beyond just canon characters. It's canon plot. It's canon vibe. Um, you know, you ruin darks. There are some ways you could ruin dark sun and heartbeat. And then it's not dark sun anymore. Oh yeah. So um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's very much a risk reward thing, isn't it? Your players can get a real kick out of seeing some of these people that they know really well and that they have an invested interest in. And it's probably easier to make them go off and rescue a character that they, you know, are really in love with. But yeah. it can all go horribly wrong as well. Yeah. All right. All right. So, GMs, there's our advice. Yep. We hope it serves you well. And you know what? Honestly, I would love to get comments because, you know, this is going to go up. This is YouTube. Uh, if you are, this is on YouTube and this is also uh, on our, our audio podcast, I would love to get comments and thoughts on this. What have you done with canon characters in, in any kind of setting or story? Um, we'd love to get some kind of conversation going either on our Discord or as comments on the YouTube version of this. Thank you so much for listening. You can visit our show's homepage at anchor.fm slash fluff and crunch. That's F-L-U-F-F-N-C-R-U-N-C-H. We would really appreciate feedback and reviews on whatever podcasting platform you're listening to this on. Thanks so much. <laughs>